Love Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It is Attitude Era Monday Live, Monday time on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we have everybody rocking tonight. We just had uh, the Modern Nightmare walk through the studio. Are you there? Yep, I am ready for another great show live on 89.1 Ken's FM. And I believe we also have Granny Hulkster. Are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. we got a lot of stuff to cover today and very little time to do it. We have two hours to get about four hours' worth of information out in the masses. So one thing, uh, Nightmare, what we need to do is we need to have you wave over there. No, over there. You see the camera up there? Oh. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, I see it. No, it's right over there. Yeah, I, I see it. Point it right there. Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah, I see it. Because <laughs> it looks like you're pointing at me. We are now live on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And I know everybody's thrilled about that. I know it would. It just wouldn't be the same if we didn't. Uh, get... Well, I mean, I'm not dressed my best. I wasn't familiar to be on camera today, but yeah, well, I guess people could see me now. Guess what? I wasn't uh, expecting to be on camera either. Or as Buddy Holly said when he first, when the curtains first opened at the Apollo Theater, he said, "Well, we weren't expecting you all either." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got a big show tonight, and that will continue for the next two years and i'm going to explain that granny if you want to come on here with us you and i made an appearance on a radio show on friday last friday night did we not yes we did and we were on with uh anthony uh camino yep. aka the new joker yep. in batman the killing joke and friday the 13th blood loss the Sawyer Massacre, and the Burned Out District. He had us on yep, the show, and we were talking word. about, yeah, he had us on the show, and we were talking about Attitude Air Live. Unfortunately, Matthias, I believe you were wrestling, so you weren't able to join us, but I have some exciting news about that. I was waiting for someone to uh, interrupt, but I guess well, not, so go, we'll continue. Go, go, go ahead with your exciting news. I mean, you know, news. it's exciting that you and Matthias are on camera, and unfortunately everybody just gets to hear Granny's voice because I don't have anything to do with Twitch, so I'll never be on camera, but that's okay. Well, yeah, we got to turn that thing up, don't we, so they can hear well, it? It's up. It's up. Okay, all right. So anyway, here's the good news. After Granny and my appearance on the Friday night show, and we're going to have Anthony on tonight. He's kind of stalking us, which is fine with me. I've always wanted one of those. We are now booked on our guest book from now until the end of 2024. We have two years of guests lined up from now until the end of 2024. Is that amazing or what, folks? Wow, that's awesome. Wow. So you know what that means? You guys have to... Put up with me for two more years. Oh joy! All right, I guess I'll have to. I guess it'll have to do. Now, with that being said, there's only one other thing we got to do. We got to hope that the owner of the radio station renews our contract. What contract? <laughs> what contract? 
<laughs> is it contract or contact? Well, probably both. Okay. All right. Well, and we also got some exciting news. We have a new sponsor on the show tonight, and we're going to be hearing them before our first guest. So let's go ahead and talk about who our first guests are. We are going to have Troy Oliki. I hope I'm saying that right. Anthony uh, Camino, and we are going to have Laura Coyote. You know, here's my problem. I like to book guests, and I don't know how to pronounce their names. That's why I booked them, because they have names that are just so hard to pronounce. I can't even pronounce them, but we'll, we'll proceed. So we got an author, we got an actor, and we have a movie producer that's into sci-fi stuff. So it's, it's going to be fun. But anyway, let's catch up with everybody on what Matthias has been doing since you weren't with us on Friday night. What have you been up to? Have you been taking any chair shots? Well, no, for unfortunately not last weekend, but this upcoming weekend I might be because this last weekend I was in Rothschild, Wisconsin for a nerdy gaming convention for a match at No Regrets (laughs) Wrestling. It was my debut there. I had to go against a man by the name of J.C. Cole, and I had to wrestle him in front of a crowd of about 100 people, maybe more. I don't know exactly how many people there, and I really didn't care. I was just out there wrestling. And I was in a 12-by-12 ring. Now, if you guys will – I know you guys don't know dimensions here on this show, but the fact of the matter is I could basically lay from across the ring, and I could touch rope to rope. That was about as small as the ring I was wrestling in this weekend, this past weekend. And I wrestled against J.C. Cole – and then I drove back to Fargo, where I finally got to road. But then I stopped in Chippewa Falls, if y'all saw Facebook. I met up with my, my uh, investor by the name of Pete King, and I went to the Parkdale Mary School in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, where I'll be wrestling this upcoming weekend, this Saturday to be exact, where I'm defending my APW World Heavyweight Championship against Bullet Bronson in a mask versus title, no holds barred match so we'll see if i take a couple chair shots uh uh this upcoming weekend but last weekend i was pretty safe sounds good and granny you actually started the show on friday night without me how did that go before i got there oh it went pretty good they just basically asked questions about me and basically how the name granny hulkster came into play and just kind of i shared my little bit about my own history about Granny and how it got how it got started and everything like that. So it went well. Well, I thought it was but really I have cool. To give, Except... I I have to give a really quick shout out tonight, Icon, if you don't mind. I don't need one of those. You though. know, you know my son Anthony, and I'm not yes. sure Matthias is. I don't think Matthias has ever talked to him, but today well, is Anthony, Anthony's Anthony, Anthony birthday. Is he? Uh, well, I, I, I don't think so because Anthony's not a wrestler. But today is Anthony's birthday. He's 36 today. So happy birthday, Anthony. That's interesting. Well, we'll maybe we'll play something for him after uh, after a while. I just got to bring up YouTube on the uh, audio computer, and I'll play a little thing for him if I can find it. I don't know if they make one with his, his name on it, but we will do that. And – I do have a great announcement. This Friday, the icon turns 45 years old on Friday. Can you believe that? 
They said I wouldn't make it to 25. So is what do you want for your birthday? You want a cane? No, what I want is I want one of those little those little toys you're giving your nieces and nephews. I'm not sure that that may hurt you. Well, I want one of those. So uh, be be thinking about that for like our anniversary show. You know, just well, be thinking about that. I'll even take the broken one. I'll you know, <laughs> but anyway, we're we're gonna have some fun tonight. It's 9.08, and you're on. We're listening. You're listening to 89.1 Kens FM. This is As You Dare Live with Granny and Icon and the Modern Nightmare Matthias. So, Matthias, tell us what else you were doing last Friday that you couldn't take time to join us because everybody's waiting for you. They had your picture up on the board. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I apologize for that, but I had to make a very special guest appearance at a gaming convention where. People were literally bowing to me as I walked around with my APW World Heavyweight Championship. I had the announcer from the night. We grabbed the main mic, and we were yelling at everybody who were playing board games and video games. I was surrounding myself with old-time video games, cards, all this kind of good stuff. It was a great convention. And then I was basically drinking uh, the beautiful alcoholic beverage, known as Spotted Cow. It is Wisconsin-only brewed alcohol, and I got the chance to have a couple and relax and have a decent weekend, go to a gaming convention, and, you know, of course, promote myself and get myself out there. And Because I was preparing myself for an upcoming match that night, I was put on the cover of the pamphlet, mind you, and then they also put me in and promote me as my next show was coming up the next weekend. So, I was busy promoting myself in wrestling, and unfortunately I couldn't be there because I was too busy punching a bald man in the face repeatedly by the time you guys were on the show. Other than that, I was prepping my knee, I was punching a guy in the face, and I was having a couple of cold ones. Well, that sounds interesting. What else were you doing this weekend, Granny? Catch us up. Oh, uh, well, we had the debut show of Diamond State Wrestling right here in good old Springdale, Arkansas last night, and... Pretty good turnout for their first show, and um, I can't wait till next month when they have show number two. It, they had seven matches, and it was a, it was a great show. Well, let me ask you this, Granny: Is Anthony listening right now? No, he's not. Okay. Well, then I'll tell you what: we're going to do this first. No SEO. Oops. What if you could do it smarter? What is and this? Faster? Hold on a second. With Wix, you get a site with. We're going to play this first, and then we'll uh, get ready for our first guest. Command to Zoom. All systems are go for your message to Scott. Hey, Scott. It's your birthday. I'm in charge of the stars, and I'm here to stay. Hey, Scott. You're the big star today. My name is Zoom, and I live on the moon. But I came down to earth just to sing you this tune. Cause Scott, it's your birthday today. A present for you I wanted to find. An outer space creature, a one of a kind. A wild wop, or a cuckoo too. An apple drop, or a buzzer snoop. Or maybe a three-eyed tickle shell. For your birthday. Did you ask? 
Well, there you go. I uh, just wanted to play that because that was the happy birthday song that I used to get played every single year. My sisters used to wake me up with that. They they used to they used to come in my room, put this record on the 45 record player. I had my Dukes and Hands record player, and they used to blast that thing to let me know it was my birthday. And sometimes they would do it, and they would forget it was not my birthday just to wake me up. But anyway... That, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. So our first guest will be calling in about three minutes. Uh, so let's uh, catch everybody else up on what who else uh, we got coming up. Our show last week with Eric Bischoff really brought in the uh, the fire, as to say. And Matthias, I guess he may be willing to take you up on your challenge. Well, as I've said before multiple times, you know when old men get senile and they decide to, uh, you know, take their overall popularity and stuff like that, and they continue to ride that pony throughout the rest of their living years, you know, sometimes they got to be put in their place. The old horse has to be taken out to the barn, to the back of the barn, and put down. And Eric Bischoff, again, decided to stick his nose in a place it didn't belong. He interfered with my announcement as the new sly guy, and then he proceeded to come out right before I was going to put down and dishonorably discharge Mason Mayhem in our boot camp brawl match, which he decided to create. He decided to stick his nose in a place it didn't belong, make himself a manager, even though he's not sanctioned to be a manager, and he... Well, just to be honest, he screwed me out of my match, and I lost to Mason Mayhem because of it. And then you guys decided to bring him on to our show and flaunt him for over an hour. And you know what? I got a little ticked because he was talking crap to me. So I decided, you know what? It's about that time. And I laid down the challenge for a tag team opportunity because I can't get my hands on Eric Bischoff if he's a manager. But if he's sanctioned to be in a match... And you know what? I could get my hands on him and show him what for. So, Eric Bischoff, if you're listening out there right now, that challenge is still open. You and Mason Mayhem versus me and managerial extraordinaire Sylvester J. Fox. And I'll be the special guest referee for that, so that should be fun. Speaking of speaking of your next event, next week we're going to have – the owner of Below Zero Wrestling in studio with us, and we're going to talk to him about his upcoming event. We're not going to spoil it now, but we're going to have another in-guest studio here with us, and we're just waiting for our first guest to call in. His, of course, name is Troy uh, Elke. Well, i got to ask, why are you having Mr. Stokey on? You know, I saw him at Plaza Azteca, which is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants of all time. It's like 30 seconds away from where I live. And I politely asked him, like, I am his number one talent in Below Zero Wrestling. I am one of the biggest, in part of the biggest faction in North Dakota wrestling history, Sly's guys. And I asked him, well, where's my food? Because I was driving by to go do something. And he was like, yep, no leftovers. He, he disrespects me. He doesn't put me on the poster of his big show. He doesn't share his food with me. He doesn't get me any food. So why do we continuously bring on all of my haters to be on our show? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about that next week when he's on. But we need to take a quick little commercial break. Our first guest is on. We're going to take a quick little commercial break from our new sponsor here on Attitude Air Live at 89.1 Kent FM. We'll be back after these messages. 
so you're outside looking at that ticking time bomb of snow on your roof. A phone call to Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal will solve that problem. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. Once winter is over, they are ready for any concrete project you have. Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal at 701-866-9018. We want to thank them for joining us as a sponsor. But ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is our first guest tonight. He's going to tell us all about the sci-fi business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our man himself right now. He is Troy Oakey. Hey, this is Troy Oakey. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Messiah. How you doing? Well, we're doing pretty good, good. Troy. Here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me. I'll ask you the tougher questions. But before we do that, we're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll do the question and answer section, uh, uh, section, and then we'll have some fun. So give us a little background about yourself. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I was born in, uh, on Krampus night in 1969 in a sanitarium. I was raised on goat's milk. Uh, actually, my neighbor, uh, true story, uh, I was once threatened by a Popeye with an alligator. Um, my neighbor was the original voice of the Popeye cartoons, and we thought he was just a kook until we saw him on the TV and at the state fair signed an autograph. Uh, anyway, so uh, long story short, I've always been into movies and TV. You know, it's kind of a, a big deal in our house. And, uh, you know, later on in life, I, uh, you know, I've always been kind of a goofy little... I wouldn't say filmmaker, but I, I make lots of little spoof videos and stuff like that, you know. And then uh, just in the in the last four or five years, I just kind of entered the whole movie movie scene. And now I'm, uh, you know, producing a bunch, but I'm doing tons and tons of voice work. Uh, in the last five years, I've done scenes with Nicolas Cage where it was me, two other people, and Nicolas Cage in the woods on a trail. Uh, I sat next to Damon Wayans Jr. on a movie that I'm, or a show, series pilot that I'm still hoping will come out. Um, it sounded insane in the first place, but I kind of doubted its validity. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it was bought by TBS and then, uh, and then Comedy Central and then it's been axed. So I don't know where that sits. But anyway, uh, yeah, growing up, uh, you know, I used to be into, massively into Portland wrestling. We used to go down and watch my favorite, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, and, uh, you know, the hair, I've seen the hair matches with him and Buddy Rose. Um, you know, I don't know. But here I sit now. I'm just uh, doing tons of voice work and getting more and more. I, I, I recorded a couple of trailers, narrations last night. Um Audition for one today. I got the part, and I'm really looking forward to voicing a killer animatronic Christmas bear later this year. Well, that sounds interesting. That's kind of a uh, – should be fun. So Troy Oakey's our guest here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Kids FM. we got uh, 27 minutes here with uh, Troy. 
And I do appreciate you you actually reading the thing about the PG language. That's awesome. I appreciate that. But anyway, Absolutely. so I'm going to ask you about yeah. So I'm going to ask you about being a voiceover for trailer movies. Now you obviously are voicing these trailers, and you obviously can't tell anybody what the movies are that you're voicing, right? You can't say, hey, there's this great movie with The Rock coming out, and I just voiced it. You can't do that, obviously, right? <laughs> uh, well, it depends. Sometimes, like, you know, by the time they've gotten to the trailer portion, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not as much as, like, when you're going to work on set. You know, you can't say who you're, do, you're working for or anything, you know. Um, I don't think it's as secretive. I just don't typically really say much until it comes out that I just share it, you know. <clears throat> so now but, when you uh, yeah, I love it. So when you do these voiceover trailers, do you have to do like twelve different takes or do this and then send it in and then they they say, Oh well we don't like it, we need you to inflect this word or uh do you just do send them like twenty five different examples and hope they like one or send them 25 examples and piece it together what they like. How does that work? Uh, well, typically, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I do. I do it many times over. I try to do – so most of the time I'll, I'll get a script and then, um, you know, I'll just break it down in – in different ways. I'll, I'll do it uh, sometimes in different voices, different voice styles. Other times, you know, you'll highlight a, or accent a certain word or a certain area in the, in the sentence or paragraph or whatever. Um, and, in, you know, I try to send it in different ways. You, you, you kind of try to get the feel for what the movie is, and then through the script, you know, you try to get a, a good feel. But, uh, you know, you, you can never guarantee that that's exactly what they want. So when I always send them in, I try to send in, uh, you know, several different versions, including which, you know, sometimes they may take, uh, you know, the portions of one and then uh, with a different kind of tone or voice or something and, and, you know, chop them up and mix them together. Um, and then there's some that, that just, uh, you know, that I, I know what they want, especially the grindhouse stuff. I, I, I love the grindhouse stuff. It's a blast. So uh, that stuff comes pretty natural. I like that stuff. That's awesome. Troy Olke's our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. we got about 24 minutes here with the man. We're going to have Granny ask a few questions, then we'll have uh, the Modern Nightmare ask a question, then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. So, Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. So Thank you. what has been your most enjoyable voiceover character that you ever got to do in your career? And you can't say the opening well, for the show because that'd be too easy. <laughs> okay, well, I have to think something else. Yeah. Um, well, it's weird because, uh, you know, just in my my whole movie career so far has been really interesting in the fact that I've gotten to do so many different things. Like I've I've worked on a car stunt scene all day. I've worked on a sports scene all day. You know, and so when it comes to voice, I mean, I have. Uh, it's strange. It's it's really hard to pick because, you know, I'm super proud of my theatrical work, which was, uh, you know, it was just a small bit, um, but it was shown in the theaters, you know, which is really cool with all of my, you know, uh, this is a movie with tons of the Friday the 13th alumni, you know, and I grew up watching all these guys in the theaters growing up, you know, so here I am getting to do a voice part in the movie with them, which was awesome. And, um, 
you know, I've got uh, – I, I do a bunch. See, like, it, it's weird because sometimes you're I'm, – I'm, I'm a killer marshmallow or like a, you know, some kind of a, a toy maker or a crazy toy. Uh, other times I'm, uh, you know, an animatronic bear. Um, You've never been Mr. State Park, have you? No, no, not yet, not yet. Uh, so it's really hard. It's really hard for me to to narrow it down to uh, to a single single one. Right now, I have two movies coming up where I am the voice of the main villain, and pretty wow. excited about that. Uh, one of those is is uh, is a movie called Fur that'll be coming out. Uh, we'll be shooting in December, and that's the one about the. Uh, the animatronic bear when a when a comet goes by and it triggers a, <laughs> an animatronic Christmas bear to go on a murder spree. Wow, That's awesome! Uh, Troy Oakey's our guest here on eighty nine point one Kansas FM. We got uh, twenty one minutes here. So now, um, uh, modern nightmare, Matthias. You, I, I know that you love the horror film genre, and we know that Troy is definitely into that. So, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion and soon-to-be EWI Epic Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my segment of the show. It's always a pleasure to have a fellow horror critic and horror movie fan and stuff like that. Um on the show with us, but my main question to you would be, and I'm not sure if I caught this correctly, you've actually, like, been featured on camera before in films uh, yes. before? Oh, you have. Okay. Yes. So then my main, my main question to you would be, do you prefer, would you prefer being behind the camera or in front of the camera? Like, if you had to choose between one or the other for the rest of your career, which one would it be? Oh man, that's so tough because I there's just no experience like being on set. I absolutely love it. There's just something so exciting, kind of this camaraderie where you're all working together in the same, you know, for the same goal. It's just it's so neat. I absolutely love being on set. But that being said, you know, you can spend 16-hour days, you know, standing in the same position doing the same thing over and over again. And voice work you know, oftentimes it's like when my movie's over, I'll go into my back room, into my little studio and record when I'm, you know. And so I can literally uh, – now, I, the camera, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to lean a little bit more towards. But as I get uh, – well, older, but I, as I get more of the speaking roles for, like, these bigger roles uh, – I don't know. That's coming, uh, becoming just as exciting to me. But yeah, I really, I do love, love, love being on set. So I would, I would probably have to choose that. Um, there's just so much more involved. It's it's night and day, hundred percent. Okay, and then um, I, like you said, you were uh, working with a film with a bunch of Friday night or Friday the Thirteenth uh, alumni. Uh, what would you say yes. was one of your favorite horror movie franchises? of all time. Oh, well, there's no question it was Friday the 13th. Um, however, when I when I was growing up, I grew up all horror movies, you know, everything that I watched had some sort of a haunted house, 
some sort of a monster or something. You know, uh, I loved this Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, all that stuff. And then growing up, but even things like Dial M for Murder and Murder on the Orient Express. And then you had the, uh, the, the Charlie Chan, I think it was, the mysteries, you know. I always loved the spooky and the mystery. Even in the cartoons, you know, you got the Scooby-Doo's, the, the toys were the Weevil Haunted House, you know. Um, but my mom and I... Uh, again, we were, we're a big movie family, but they uh, we used to watch Cisco and Ebert. And in 1978, Cisco and Ebert gave like a, just a 10-minute chunk of Halloween. And this was my my jump from Creature from the Black Lagoon, Dial M for Murder, to the slasher genre. And it was the scene where he chased her into the closet, smashed in the door, and then she stabbed him with the hanger, and then eventually he dropped his knife and he stabbed her, or she stabbed him to death. And then she she gets up and is standing in the doorway, you know, uh, with a sigh of relief or whatever, and then you just see him sit up in the background. And when I saw him oh, sit yeah. up in the background, I nearly, I nearly crapped a cat right there. Just, you know, and I'll never forget that feeling. It was so fun to have the bejiminy scared out of me and so i had some friends that live local and one thing i can't remember is it was either the early years of hbo or it was the very very early years of uh like vhs and that kind of thing but either way they ha- i saw friday the 13th part one and two at their house on their tv and i fell in love with it and i had uh i had my uncle take us and I went and got to see Friday the 13th Part 3 in the true 3D. No red and blue, no red and green glasses. These were clear. And it was so amazing. I developed this huge crush on Dana Kimmel. And, like, when Jason in the in the barn, when he gets hit in the face with the axe, and he's reaching out, his arms were coming over my seat, you know, and I'm scrunching down in my seat. And I never, I never turned back. So, yeah, Friday the 13th, 100%. I have seen it since I saw Part 3. I have seen every single Friday the 13th movie, including Freddy vs. Jason on opening night. And I just actually went and worked on the set. I did some stand-in work for Tom Matthews on Never Hike Alone 2, which is uh, okay. an amazing amazing fan film uh, trilogy. Yeah. And then um, I was going to ask the follow-up question would be, so is there a film today that you can watch – Regardless, you know, that there, there, is there a movie that you could honestly say that no matter where you watch it, when you watch it, or who with you watch it, there's always going to be a film that's going to get you for a specific reason? I don't think hmm. you've seen any of your wrestling matches. I, uh, you know, like, well, do you mean like something that I could just continually watch or, or something that still somehow either scares me or disturbs me. Yeah, like any movie that you like any movie that you've seen throughout your years, like one movie that will always scare you or get you in any sort oh, of way. Oh, oh yeah, it's uh, Don't Go in the House. Okay. That movie, uh, then there was the original Maniac too was pretty disturbing, but Don't Go in the House that movie freaked me out. I had uh, one of the guys from The Sopranos and he was just uh had a little bit of like psycho overtones where he had murdered his mom or something. She used to burn him with cigarettes or something. I don't remember, but uh, she used to burn him. And then so he started bringing these ladies home and he built this, this metal room and they, he would just burn them alive. And it was just bizarre. And at the end, like all of the bodies are chasing him and he's, as he's going crazy. And yeah, it was just creepy. 
Yeah, I the one film I always. <laughs> yeah, the one movie I could always tell people will always get to me in a way. It's because of a kill in the film. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Hatchet at all, the Hatchet series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's it's the first film, the second kill when you the first mouth. see Victor Crow- you first see Victor Crowley, and he kills the older the older couple when he rips the woman's uh-huh. mouth in half. Yeah. I could always <laughs> yeah. I could always watch that and I and I've had lockjaw before, you know, you, you, you yawn too wide and your jaw gets stuck. Well I'm like I can always mm-hmm. see the I always see the cheeks ripping and it's like I could feel that. Like it doesn't scare me, it doesn't right. disgust me. It just you can feel that pain in a way, slightly. And I was just like that's the only movie that's ever really made me feel something like that because you slowly see it rip <laughs> apart and you're like, ah ah, no. I pain. literally I literally watched a video about 15 minutes before I called here. It was just on some Facebook or TikTok or something. And it was this cave guy. And he's crawling on the belly through this little hole going deeper. And I'm literally, I'm reading in all the comments. Everybody's like, my, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm standing in my wide open kitchen, but I can hardly breathe. And, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, we always have that little thing that can always get to us no matter what. Troy Oakey is yeah. our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about 13 minutes here left with Troy. So I'm kind of curious. I want to go back to this, the, the movie trailer voiceover thing. Have you ever had the situation where you're, you're sitting in the theater and the trailer comes on and it's your voice and you're like, that's me? No, no, not yet. But I, uh, I, I they had the my voice work in 13 Fanboy. That's the one with all of the uh, – the alumni and also D Wallace, but uh, yeah, that had a, a theatrical release, but it wasn't in my city, so I didn't get to watch it. But I do get to, uh, to a lot of my my movies are starting to sell now, and I have lots of friends with movies on Tubi and on Vudu and on Hulu, and so as they more and more are getting on there. Um, yeah, already right now, you know, I could go watch myself on Netflix and Showtime and Hulu, uh, even even my little background parts or whatever, you know. And then uh, I've got a scene in a movie where I'm I'm talking trash about a uh, a senator, and the senator's watching me on TV talk trash about him, and that's it's Eric Roberts. And uh, and in the end of the movie, I actually got the really cool. Uh, right when the credits pop up, you know, and you got your little side screen there, like a lot of movies have the bloopers afterwards or something. Well, uh, it went right, I, I'm the first one. It goes right to me, and it's my same character. I'm like a, a political pundit. And uh, I spent the whole time talking smack about him, how horrible he is. Don't vote for this guy. He's awful. And then it was like, yes, I've always loved this guy. You know, <laughs> I told you to vote for him. He's the greatest. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been a fun ride, man. Like I said, I've got, you know, sports scenes. I got to see how that works. I got to be, you know, there during a – it was a soccer game. And then uh, the sports car won, and then I'm, I find myself in this little room with uh, – in fact, the, the three girls that I worked with, one of them was just uh, – she's the main girl from Black Adam. Uh, the other girl is the teenage turbo something. She's the angry lesbian superhero from Deadpool. And uh, the other girl uh, just went on to do Fear Street and all that, and she's uh, she's really taken off. Super nice, super nice girls. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. You know, uh, Troy, uh, Matthias, and myself, we were just granted 
and given a role in the next movie by Rod Smith. He's doing a trilogy called The Legacy. And Matthias and I have been, we, we can't go into too much detail, but he, Matthias and myself, have been cast in the first movie of that trilogy. Part three is out already, and we are been given a role in part one. Hopefully that will carry over to part two. I'm sure you've heard of Rod Excellent. Smith and Legacy, correct? Uh, it sounds familiar. Uh, I'm not 100% familiar with it, though. I'll, have to, I'll definitely be looking it up after this. Yeah, you can actually find it on uh, Tubi, and you can also okay. find it on Apple, and there's 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 a few others, but uh, Tubi is the best place to see it because it's actually rated number one on Tubi right now, and I'm excited awesome. to be part of it. But any advice that you can give us for being in this film? Okay, so if this is your first film time ever, you just one thing: be prompt. You know that nobody's waiting for anybody, so you want to make sure you're there ahead of time, so you're you're not uh, a pain in anyone's butt. There's uh, there's onset etiquette. You know you you see uh, you know you see uh, uh, Robert De Niro walk in. You don't run over. Go, hey, hey, Mr. De Niro, I always like you. Can I get a picture? You know you don't get to talk to them unless they approach you. Um, you know, and then it's just, it, there's a lot of, it, it can be a 16-hour shoot day, you know, but I'll tell you what, it's it's just such a neat experience. You'll have a blast. It can be tiring, uh, but it is super, super fun. And, yeah, I would just say go and, and have fun. Don't be nervous. You're just goofing off. You're playing, you know, and just pay real close attention to the rules and make sure you follow all the rules correctly because there's like, you know, uh, actors and featured background actors and things like you could get blackballed pretty quick if you you know you, you don't you commit you don't show up here and there or this kind of that and pretty soon they're like well we can't count on you so you get dropped down on the list but you'll you'll also find that you know you, you may do this and then it just just opens up another little door and then an, oh i've already done that oh okay so you know what's okay so it's just weird. It's like when uh, when I used to play in a band, you know, and you, you play in these little clubs, and you finally get a break to, to play in one of the bigger clubs. And as soon as you play in one of the bigger clubs, you start looking at the other bigger clubs, and you go, hey, these bigger clubs are having me play in their bigger clubs. Like, I belong here. And then so you start playing in all the bigger clubs, and then you start trying to reach the larger clubs, you know. And it's just uh, just get your foot in the door and see where you're at and have fun. You know, you may hate it. You may love it. Uh, I actually just think it's the most fun thing ever. It's just watching the process, um, watching the actors, watching the directors, watching the, the lighting crew, the sound. I mean, and it's really weird. Uh, one thing I found out right away was my first gig was on a Netflix uh, series, and I got, I'm on four different episodes, but I went in in my first episode, I had like this big part, like they had me walk right into the camera and grab a donut in between the stars as they, they got done talking and separated. I mean, it was huge. I'm like, oh my God, they had me walk into the camera, you know? And then, uh, and then I had this other little scene where I'm just sitting in a chair. Well, the little scene in the chair ended up being the big scene and the big scene was cut. And so wow. my little scene <laughs> was my big scene and now my big scene was my little scene. And then my scene with Nicolas Cage was cut. And I'm so mad about it because it was this huge scene and it was no way I wouldn't have great film with me and Nicolas Cage. Uh, so I'm hoping that they have some deleted scenes uh, 
on pig. And I can still I, find myself ask, in another scene way back in the trees. But I, I'm going to ask you about that, too, in a little bit. Troy, uh, Troy Oakey's our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. We've got five minutes here left with Troy. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, you can go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to Ken's FM, 89.1 page, you like that, do a $10 a month donation to follow the tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, future guest, or current guest. Would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways, Troy? I sure would. I sure would. Okay, I'll, get, I'll send you the uh, information on Messenger. Now, one thing I do want to ask, though, about that, scenes being cut and you know that you didn't know at the time that your scene was being cut when you are doing these scenes and they get cut can you like call the director and say hey can i get a copy of that scene for my private collection no no you can't do that no 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 you're you're, uh you're at the mercy so unfortunately you're at the mercy your, your part ends on the cutting room floor somewhere, and it never gets seen again. That's not that's not fair, though, is it? I've I have heard of people that did movies where the whole right now my my scene with uh, uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Now we're we're at a bar, and the bar is kind of L shaped, and then the corner of the L would be the opening to the bar where the bartender comes in and out. Well, he is on the end stool, and I'm right next to him. And I sit there and drink fake beers while he cries to his bartender buddy, who hands me my beer, uh, about how his girlfriend was eaten by a bear. And <clears throat> it's called Kill the Orange Face Bear. <laughs> and it was uh, a TBS show, and they sold it to Comedy Central. And then I heard it, just, it got the axe. So now I'm kind of in that same boat. Like, I mean, it's like, and I'm finding out to my great dismay that there are many shows that were just canned and never seen or heard from again. But I'm like, this has got to come out somewhere. There are so many streaming services and, you know, or, or is 10 years from now, somebody going to be able to release this on YouTube or something. I mean, I got really good scenes. And so I'm still, that's up in limbo as of right now, it's just gotten the ax. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping with the Wayans family, the Wayans brothers, or whatever, that they'll uh, they'll make it work. It's a kooky concept. Well, you know, I guess the best uh, example of that, the, the best example that I heard of was uh, the gentleman that played Stu Price in The Hangover. He was supposed to be in the first. He was supposed to be in the first night at the museum, and his part his part got cut. And then he became a big star because of Hangover, and they put him in a cameo in part two, and they called him Ed so everybody would know, look at this. I I had the guy that was on the Hangover, but I cut his part. Now I'm going to make good by having to have a little, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know. Hopefully that will happen to you, and then when it does – you know, you'll call myself and Matthias and say, hey, I got a couple egotistical guys in Fargo that would love to be part of this movie. Give them a call. What do you think? Uh, no, no doubt. No All right, doubt. so we got, we, got about, we got about two minutes so we can do this. Troy, if people want to see you, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Uh, my Facebook is Troy, O-E-L-K-E-F-O-U-R. So it's Troy Elke. Because it's my fourth profile because Facebook so graciously removed one, two, and three. Uh, I share many a funny meme and they don't care for it. 
Um, yeah, that's the main one right now. If you, if you want to find me there, YouTube, you have Spam Chuckers Castle. That's where I put, the, if you go on there, just go to the playlist and go to uh, best of-ish sort of. And I have uh, almost 900 comedy skit videos and just ridiculous, uh, you know, Benny Hill meets uh, the kid who ate lead paint chips as a kid. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. Well, I'll tell you what, Troy, you are awesome, and we would definitely love to have you on again. And I sent you the information for the autographs, so anything you can do for us to help us, we sure would appreciate it. And I'll be in contact with you because I would love to ask you for some more advice, but we just don't have enough time on the air here. But I appreciate you being with us. You're awesome, and thank you so much for all you do. Thanks for having me, guys, and look forward to speaking with you again. All right. Troy Oakey, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings, but we need to take a quick little timeout, <laughs> hear a message from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back after these messages. Stick with us. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And we do thank Woodspring Suites for sponsoring our show as well. But, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room right now, you can see him as the Joker. You can see him in Friday the 13th, Blood Loss. You can see him in the Burnt Out District. And you can see Granny and myself on his show from last week. Now, it's burning up YouTube right now because Granny and myself were on it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself right now. He is Anthony Kamano. Hey, this is Anthony Caimano. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Anthony? Good to, hey, I haven't talked to you in uh, 48 hours. How are you? I know. It's been too long, I think. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Well, good. We're going to talk a little bit about our appearance on the show uh, towards the end of the interview because we want to uh, talk to you about some of the stuff that you're doing. First off, we do want to thank you for letting us be on your show, and hopefully my appearance – I know Granny's was good. I hope my appearance wasn't so bad that you won't invite me back because I do have more stuff to say and more stuff to talk about if that would work for you. you, And I'm going to bring some friends with me. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. I hope to have you guys both on, uh, back on as soon as possible. I, th- I think you were both great. And we're also going to, in, uh, in a little bit, we'll introduce you to the man that wasn't able to be with us on Friday, Matthias. Hopefully he'll be able to join us on the next one. So, Anthony, here's how we're going to do this. The format's still the same. We'll have you do a little background about yourself. I'll ask you a few questions. Then we'll do Granny. Then we'll do the Nightmare. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. I even have tougher questions than what I asked you last time you are on. So go ahead, give us a little background, and then we'll uh, have some fun. Sure. I'm an independent uh, film producer, uh, 
act a little bit, and then I also uh, write music. So I'm a music producer. I have an album coming out under uh, Kiss to Kill, and um, that's about it. That's awesome. You know, the last time you were on, we were talking about Batman, the killing joke, and how you are playing the Joker. How has that uh, been received so far? Well, people seem to like it. Um, I would be one of the Jokers in the film, so we would actually have multiple. Um, another name that we were interested in getting involved, uh, nothing's official. I was talking to him a little bit about it, but... Um, uh, after I saw the first Terror Fire movie, I found out that uh, the actor that plays Art the Clown is uh, David Howard Thornton. I found out that it was a dream of his to portray the Joker. And before Terror Fire 2 came out, we were talking about getting him attached to the killing joke. And, you know, since then, uh, things have blown up for him. And I, I know he's been real busy, but if we can get him attached to uh, the killing joke uh, for for the other Joker role, that would be ideal so have you do you have a release date yet no every that's uh it's i guess you would call it pre production it's on hiatus right now um we're focused on a couple of the other projects we want to make sure that those are done right and then we'll go back to um producing that film so you so you could be looking for more people to be part of that oh yeah yep we're still we would still cast for that uh casting for Batman in some other roles as well. Um, but that, again, that one's kind of in the future for us. We, uh, we put it off for a bit because we had some problems with um, some of the producers that were attached to it. So we had to put it off, but that's our, our goal is to get back to it. Well, hopefully you'd uh, think of having a role for the icon. I would love to work for it. I would love to be on the set with you. I think Batman I think I think if there's one person that could do it justice, it's got to be Icon for Batman. Well, I, I appreciate that, but to me, the best and everybody's gonna. I know everybody's gonna grow, but to me, the the two best Batman will always be Michael Keaton and Adam West. That's my opinion. I know people don't like that, but that's my opinion. I think and here's my other most, opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yep. Well, I was going to say, I think the most consistent one that I hear from the fans is Michael Keaton. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I I, I like Val Kilmer, but to me, he wasn't Batman. I don't mind George Clooney. He wasn't Batman. But it's just that Michael Keaton brought that that certain aura to the film, that certain kind of darkness that nobody else could. And I, I his name is me, the guy that's playing Batman now – to me, he's more of a vampire or whatever. It's you know from the Twilight. That that's him to me. He he's not Batman, but that's just my opinion. But we'll move on. So we have uh, Mr. Anthony is our guest here, and uh, we have about what do we got? We got about uh, 24 minutes before we come back to me. I, I'm going to save the singers for last. But Granny, I know you know Anthony, and your son is named Anthony. So what do you have for Anthony? Well, welcome to the show, and yes, it was a privilege and honor to be on your show with you all Friday night. Very much appreciated, and really had a great time with everybody. Um, I know, you know, you're involved in music, so what's your favorite kind of music, or do you like all sorts of music, or... 
Yeah, um, no, I loved having you on the show. I love uh, Granny Hulkster, and um, I love all different kinds of music. I've I've written uh, metal songs and rock songs, pop songs, uh, EDM, hip uh, rap songs, trap music, all kinds of stuff. So I kind of jump around. The one that I think, you know, I don't have a lot of experience writing country and polka, but if I hear a good song, then, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I kind of jump around from genres. Uh, this, this last album that I put together is sort of a, uh, an experimental pop album. Awesome. Amazing. Do you have a release date set for that one? I don't yet. Um, I know I talked about that the last time I was on the show and I was like, ah, I'll get back, you know, I'll get back to you on the real, <laughs> on the release date. Unfortunately, <laughs> I still don't have the date, but, um, you know, you will be the first one to know once it, once I have that date, and then we can be more than than happy to have you um, come on our show again, or I, you know, I'd love to talk to the fans or put a put something out for them. So, all right, uh, we got to take a quick little time out to hear uh, to do, take care of some legal stuff. We'll be right back. You're listening to eighty nine point one Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. All right, uh, Anthony, we have, I'm going to introduce you to Matthias. Now, I guess he he said that he was wrestling on Friday, but he actually said that uh, your your show was awesome and he really wanted to be part of it. But the reason why he didn't join us last week is because he didn't want to steal every, anybody's thunder. He didn't want everybody talking about him and his appearance, he didn't want to steal your thunder or mine or Granny's, so that's why he decided to sit that one out. But he's willing to join us next time. So, Matthias, what do you think about that, since you want to steal everybody's thunder? Well, um, I guess on the contrary, you know, when Matthias comes on to a show, he is the number one. He is the number one talked about subject. Oh, my God, who the and hell cares? And I would love to nonstop talk about myself and my career and every place I've been because I get to travel the States and I'm the one in the ring and I'm the one punching people in the face. So I'm so sorry that I couldn't be on this, this, ra- this show last week, but I was too busy uh, making a guy bleed with my knuckles and it was a lot of fun in front of uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. So I'll sit that one out and I might come back on another show at another time. But, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion and soon-to-be EWI Diamond, or Epic Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the program. I guess Granny kind of took my original question from you, uh, from me, but my main question, I guess, to you now would be, what is one of your uh, favorite guests you've ever had on the show, and is there a dream guest that you could have later on as the show progresses? And you can't say me because that would be way too easy. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, after we had Icon and Granny Hulkster on the show and the fans got to see them, they kept asking uh, about Matthias. They, they really wanted to see him, so... I'm happy to hear that he might uh, be willing to come on the show in the future. Um, some of my favorite guests, honestly, were Granny Hulkster. I thought she was great. We also had a magician uh, about a week and a half ago named Ryan Brown. He did some magic tricks 
uh, some illusions on the show. Um, we had Bill Whedon on last week as well. He's an actor that was in some trauma films. Um, we had Tracy Bird from Blitzkid on a few weeks ago talking about his band. So we've had we've had a lot of great guests. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty lucky to 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 be able to interview these people and to spend some time with them. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, when you were mentioning uh, that you're, the Joker movie that you're working on, if you could get David Howard Thornton on that on that movie, attached to that movie, that would be exponential to your, to your project because seeing Terrifier and Terrifier 2, that man can, can portray a clown oh so well. And, you know, everyone craps on... Um, the second film, but you know, to me, like I said, it was a fan film, a fan uh, funded project, and the people that truly love the first one will go see the second one, and I did, and and I think the movie lived up to the hype. It was really gory, it was really, you know, violent and graphic, and I mean, I was a little confused at some points as to why they went on as long as they did, but I gotta say, if you got David Howard Thornton on that film, you would be. Uh, you would be one lucky, one lucky guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, he he expressed interest in it, and I reached out to him. We talked a little bit back and forth. Um, nothing set in stone. Nothing's official. Uh, the, the movie's been postponed for a, for a bit, anyways. But um, yeah, I definitely would like to get him attached to it. Um, you know, of course, we started talking before Terrifier Two came out, and now that it came out, everybody wants him in their film. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it, I would be lucky to get him attached to it. You know, he's a great guy too. I don't know if you guys have had him on the show, but he's a great guy. You should have him on the, uh, the show sometime. Well, well if, you could, if you could hook us up with him, we'd be grateful. Honestly, if I could talk to David Howard Thornton about Terrifier and like, cause honestly, like to watch the first Terrifier and see that upside down hacksaw kill, like just a chef's kiss, top notch. Yeah, um, I mean, I didn't have anything to do with uh, the Terrifier movie, but I thought it was great. Everything that they did was, you know, well done. All the special effects and the, you know, David's performance and all that stuff was great. You know, I think that first, the first one they made on like thirty thousand dollars. So for that kind of budget, it turned out, you know, pretty pretty well. And then Terrifier two, they had a, a bigger budget for that one, so they were able to do a bit more. But I thought they were both good. Yeah, absolutely. So then I got to ask quickly before Icon takes over again, would you rather have, like, if you had to choose between clowns and stuff like that, would you have more of, like, because I know you're doing a film about the Joker, but would you rather have your villain in your film be more of, like, Art the Clown, where he's silent and he's dastardly and he's just plain evil and just sick in the head, or would you rather have one like Joker where it's more talkative more fluid more mysterious that kind of thing what would you rather have well ideally in the killing joke we would have uh at least two different versions of of the jokers and they'd be two different very different portrayals of of the same character so where one would be more comic book accurate the the other one would be a little more liberal in, in terms of style and then uh, we have some other projects that we're working on where, where I have an original character for the, uh, the Flower City Butcher, and the, uh, the character in that movie is silent like Art the Clown, but he isn't as uh, comedic as Art the Clown. Okay, 
interesting. We have uh, we have uh, Anthony's our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM, and as you know that uh, we from time to time. Our guests sometimes uh, will be willing to send us autographs for giveaways. If you like our page and like 89.1 Ken's FM page and do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower, I know that Anthony has already done that, if I'm not mistaken. I think you did. But what I'm waiting for is when that album comes out, that way you can send us a couple copies and we can see if we can get a couple songs on the radio station that we work at. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love that, um, and I'd be happy to, to do something for the fans, too, for the people that contribute to the show. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, if you uh, – I'll, I'll send you all the uh, – I'll send you all the information again, and if you uh, – if when uh, things come out and you, uh, you know, you want to be – you want to give us some gifts, that would be great. We'll just uh, – I'll send you the information again. So what what is the main thing that you're concentrating on now? You mentioned that, you know, you put the, the, the killing joke on hold. What is the main project that you're concerned on, you're concentrating on right now? Right now, today, it's uh, a fan film. It's called Friday the 13th Blood Loss. And how, are you just starting production? Or are you in the middle of production? Or how's, uh, where are you at in the production on that? We're uh, crowdfunding right now, so we have a, a live campaign on Indiegogo.com where the fans can donate to the campaign, and then we uh, give them some amazing perks. Um, you know, we have T-shirts available, Blu-rays, official IMDb credits, uh, chances to join the film uh, with us, and all sorts of different things. And then we use that money to produce the film. Um, 100% of the, the money goes toward the production and fulfilling perks. We don't uh, profit from this one at all. Uh, since it's a fan film, I don't own the, uh, the IP, so we can't legally uh, profit from it, but it's just something fun that we, we wanted to do, so that's what we're working on right now. That's awesome. Now, when you when you get all the funding set, and we, of course, because we're a public radio station, we can't talk about funding, but when you get all the funding set, how soon do you start production after you get all the funding that you need, and how much time do you have to raise the funding? Uh, the campaign was set for 60 days. I believe we have 38 days left. Um, and then just depending on how much money we're able to raise through it, it, it would sort of um, uh, determine how we're able to, how soon we're able to, to go into production. Uh, we have to get uh, we have to set locations too, so we have to um, just get that set in stone. I have some some different locations around upstate New York that I, w- I want to use, so I would just have to uh, collect the money from the the crowd funder, and then um, just set that up with the people that um, look after the properties. With that being said, then how how difficult is it to raise the money for the funding? Yeah, it's always different. It just depends on how, um, you know, how, how much support you have, you know, if you, if you don't have a lot of support or if, if you don't do, a, you know, some press work ahead of time, it's going to be difficult. Um, so I've done some, some different crowdfunders in the past and um, I reached uh, the goal for the killing joke in 30 days. And then I reached the goal for, 
the original goal for the Flower City Butcher in 24 hours. Um, with Friday the 13th, it's been a bit slower. So we're, um, I think we're just over 30 days in, and we're still trying to get funding for it. So, I mean, this campaign has about 38 days left. We're going to see how well we can do with this, and hopefully it will go into production right away. Um, if we have to, we would run a second campaign to cover the uh, the difference. But, yeah, it's, it's always going to be different just depending on what kind of support you have going into it and how excited people are. Well, here's what I'll do. Send me a link to that, and I'll post it on my page, and I'll also post it on our Facebook page as well for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure that would help a lot. Um, you know, and again, we have a bunch of, like, uh, awesome perks for people that donate to it. And do is there different perks for different donations? Yeah, we have all different um, dollar amounts. So we have everything ranging from $5 to $50,000. And, I mean, there's custom poker cards. There's a stuffed bear with a blood loss T-shirt. Um, there's a bikini, <laughs> a blood loss bikini. Um, there's a bandana for your dog that you can get. There's a Blu-ray uh, T-shirt. Um, you can get those autographed. You can get um, special thank you credits on IMDb, um, producer credits, associate producer, executive producer. They're all official credits that you would have on IMDb. Um, there's all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah, we have a lot of cool, cool things you can get. Anthony's our guest here. We've got about uh, two minutes here left with Anthony. So we can do this, so don't forget this time. If we, uh, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I have a personal Facebook page. Um, I don't really have a lot of fan stuff posted right now. I did in the past, but I, I got a little bit too much attention at one point, so I had to take the Instagram down and <laughs> I had to take a step back from it for a while. I do have a uh, you know a thing on YouTube that I do, but that's about it. That's awesome. And tell us again when your radio show is, and how they can how fans can tune in. Okay, so that's on Friday nights. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern, and it, it's on Rabbit and Red Radio dot uh, Rabbit and Red Radio on YouTube. They'll, I mean, they have a website too. I don't know if I'm allowed to to say the the website or not, but Definitely not really. go to YouTube, Rabbit and Red No, okay. <laughs> Rabbit and Red Radio on YouTube. It's uh the Toxic Horror Show is the name of the show. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, you are so awesome and we are definitely gonna have you on again. Uh this is uh, your third time with us. We want to get you to the five timers club. We do appreciate everything you do and I plan on popping in on your show when you least expect it and I know that I don't when someone calls in they don't just pop in right away. They, have, they stay backstage until you're ready to bring them out. However, I might find a way to override that, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I'll tell you what, Anthony, you are so awesome. Thank you very much for being with us, and thank you for filling in for our canceled guest. You are awesome, and we love you very much, and we will definitely be in contact. I, I just can't thank you enough for what you do. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me again. I, I appreciate everything that you guys do for me. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right, that was Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. And, hey, we got a surprise guest coming up here. I cannot wait to talk to her. But first, we're going to take a little quick little break. 
listen to one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back after these messages, so stick with us. We've got some exciting coming up. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is the actress that is every man's dream. She's Hollywood's biggest star. She is the reason why the Django Unchained and Enemy of the State became the biggest hits that they were. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you right now, she is Laura Cayuette. <laughs> wow, that's quite a lead-in. <laughs> hey, this is Laura Cayuette. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Well, how are you, Laura? It's so good to have you, and I, I'll admit I'm drooling over myself right now. Here's how <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and I'm going to ask you some questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. Hopefully you won't hang up on me. I'm not going to ask you to marry me like I, I did the <laughs> get a couple weeks ago, but don't worry about that, and I'll stop calling you okay. two in the morning. I promise. But we're going to have some fun here. This is going to be great. So give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun. Well, um, I guess I'm best known for playing Leonardo DiCaprio's sister in Django Unchained, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Django Unchained. Uh, But I've been doing this for around 30 years, and I'm also the author of eight books. And... uh, and I, and I also dance in the Mardi Gras parades. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I will say this. You, you made a couple cameos in my father's favorite TV series, JAG, and that's how my father oh. knows you. I told him that, I told him that you were going to be on. You have been on so many of my parents' favorite shows, and I don't want to bore you with this, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, you have been on uh, their favorite shows, Fantasy Island, Diagnosis Murders, Nash Bridges, The Pretender, Jag. I, I could go on forever. You, I mean, my, yeah. my father and my mother know you just because of who you played on their TV shows. And well, I told them that you couldn't be on the air. Go ahead. You didn't even mention Friends, which is the one most people flip out over. <laughs> well... To be honest with you, my parents weren't really a Friends fan. I know my wife <laughs> But uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about, working with my hero, well, you're my hero-ess, but I want to know what it was like working with my hero, Gary Shandling, on the Larry Sanders show. Oh, wow. I'm glad you asked about that. People don't ask about him enough. Um well, we had a we had a rocky start because I had actually met him socially a couple of weeks before my audition. I had been at a friend's house um, for a party, and this was a friend who had bought 
or was renting at the time and later bought a house of a friend of mine. And so I, I had, I was used to that house. I was accustomed to that house. I'd been to that house many times. And so I'm there for a party with, you know, this new renter movie star in the house. And Gary was one of the guests at the party. And he said something that offended me about, I don't know if it was about the house or the homeowner, but whatever it was, it probably wasn't the house. It was probably the homeowner, but whatever it was, I hit him. I popped him right on the head. <laughs> well, I'll tell you and, what. I'm going to ask you about. I'm going to ask you about hitting people with one of your about one of your co-stars. We're, we're going to say that. I know you know where I'm going with this, but we're going to, we're going to channel that for now. We'll, we'll go back to hitting people in a second. Okay. Well, now I know where this it's not particular co-star. Well, I know now. I know where this coast. <laughs> yeah, now I know where this co-star of yours got his. His. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll come back to that, but we'll do a roundtable. Then we're going to have – I'm going to have so much fun with the hitting thing. This is going to be awesome. First off, no, let's uh, – No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, it's not going to be bad, I promise. But I'll tell you what, I want to, uh, I want to bring on Granny. Now, you were – you starred in one of her favorite movies, uh, and I know that she loves this movie, that uh, you were, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's one of her all-time favorites. You know, she wants to pinch his cheeks. But you can tell us about working with <laughs> her with Leonardo. Go ahead, Granny. What do you got? Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on with us tonight. So, oh, thank you. Good to what be here. has been one of your more challenging roles you've had to do in your career? Oh, gee, it depends on how you define that. Um, and you can't say the show because that's too easy. Well, it, it, it really does depend on how you define challenging. You know, sometimes the job is challenging because the part is tough. Sometimes well, just it's challenging. A challenge, you know, just a challenging, you know, what was the most challenging situation you've you know, been a part of? I mean, you know, what kind of challenge was it? I mean... Well, I mean, shoot, you know, the easy answer is I did six movies with Harvey Weinstein and Live to Tell, but um, I, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I would say. I would say that um, I will tell you that the most grueling role I ever had was Django because it was five months and it was a lot of uncomfortable clothing and, you know, and my hair hurt and, you know, like there was, that was, hard on me physically it was you know we would work an illegal amount of hours and you know it was hard it was a hard job but mm. it was also like really rewarding I mean it was definitely the most rewarding job of my career as well so you know I wouldn't I don't know it's hard to say they're they're different parts are challenging for different reasons true that's awesome uh, Laura Caillouette is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got 40 minutes here. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, 89.1 Ken's FM, you go to our Facebook page, Added to Air, Monday Live Monday, like that, you'll get automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, and future guest. Now, Laura, I'll understand if you turn me down, but would you be willing to send us a few for, autograph, uh, for giveaways? Oh, sure. I'm so nervous talking to you. I can't even control myself. I'm sorry. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll straighten up here because uh, I'm on camera. But now uh, one guy I want to introduce you to, uh, 
his name is the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Now, he loved you in the movie Hot Date, and he also loved you in Bad Stepmother, and House of Cards oh, was wow. one of his favorites. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he he adored you in the movie Cold Moon. So, uh, Matthias, what do you wow. got, Nightmare? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, <laughs> North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW world <laughs> champion, <laughs> and soon-to-be EWI epic champion, Matthias here. You know, you guys can play all your little sound effects, whether it's Icon, whether it's Big swing, whatever. You guys can be jealous all you want. I could say I'm a champion, and I could say that every week. And you guys can look in the mirror and <laughs> notice your jealousy. But anyway, my well, main question I'm to you. I'm surprised you didn't pick uh, Never Back Down 2. That was a good one that's more obscure, Never Back Down 2, where I play the mother of a, of a, a pro athlete slash I also am a working at a strip joint. <laughs> so. Well, the reason the reason why I didn't bring that up is because Matthias models his wrestling career after that after the character you were just talking about. So go ahead, Nightmare, <laughs> what do you got? Well, yes, like I said, I'll, I won't go on the spiel again. But uh, I guess my main question to you would be, huh, I'm trying to think here. I, as you said, you worked with Leonardo DiCaprio, and Icon mentioned you worked with one of his heroes. Who would you say was one of your heroes or great influences that got you into the career that you've had? Well, that's me. You know, I have a lot of answers to that because um, I, I would say there were people who I watched growing up and all that who I always admired, but it should be stated that I actually never dreamed of being an actor when I grew up. You know, when I was a little kid, that was not, I had no idea what that was. But I did grow up loving certain actors, but um, who I could say genuinely has affected my career and is sort of kind of like the reason I'm around. Um, I got a lot of mentoring from a lot of really amazing people, and I always made sure that I surrounded myself with people who were better than I was or at least further down the road than I was so that I was always in a position to be insecure, I suppose, but always in a position to be learning and pushing myself further and further. And the number, the first one of those was Richard Dreyfuss. And he really, really helped me to go from somebody who was just trying to figure everything out to somebody who was ready to work. And so, yeah, and he's still a mentor for me to this day. He wrote the foreword for my book on acting um, he's, he's very supportive. He, I directed him in a short film that I wrote. Um, you know, he's been extremely supportive of my entire career. And, and so I would have to say he's one of my biggest mentors. Um, Kevin Can you hook us up with him? Also, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I would have to find out. But uh, Kevin Costner is another mentor for me. Quentin Tarantino is another mentor for me. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of people. And then people that I worked with who, while I was working with them, I, I just learned so much, like Shirley MacLaine. I learned so much from watching her work. So there's a lot of people who've influenced me. I think that's true of everybody in, in the, any field in the arts, it's, is that, you know, you're sort of a, a gumbo of everything that 
that you've surrounded yourself with. And uh, is there anybody out there that you, whether it be the past, present, or future, that if you could ever work with, you would do it in a heartbeat, even if they're like, hey, we'll offer you five bucks and a cot, but you'll get to work with this person in a couple of scenes. Is there anybody out there that you would do something like that for? Sure, but it's actually more of a list of, like, I can't believe I haven't already worked with this person yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's um, – because like, I've been around for a while, so, like, I'm surprised I never did anything with James Cameron. I'm I'm his type. He's my type. I don't know why we never worked together because I think we would have, you know, found something for me to do in one of his movies, and it never happened. And, uh, and I would say also Scorsese. He shares a lot of toys with Quentin, and so, you know, since – since Quentin and Martin Scorsese sort of share toys, I figured I might end up in his, you know, toy box at some point, but I haven't so far. Maybe one day. You oh, know, yeah. you no, mentioned working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned Richard Dreyfuss, and the reason why I was asking him if you can hook us up with him because he was in a movie. Uh, he and I have a, a couple things in common. One, our complete dislike of Bill Murray. That's one. And two, he was in a movie called What About Bob, where he, oh, yeah. and he was in a, in that movie was Charlie Corsmo, who's actually from Fargo, North Dakota. And I used to work with his dad when he owned the FMBs here in Fargo, North Dakota. So I, I've, I've known Charlie for a long time and I would love to, I'll understand if you can't, but if you can do anything to get us hooked up with. Richard Drivers, I would love well, send to. Me I can spend. And I'll see what I can do. Uh, I can sp- We can spend a whole hour talking about how much we dislike Bill Murray. That would be a great show in itself. But anyway, we're going to get back to you. Now okay. you mentioned that you mentioned that you hit uh, um, Gary Shanley. Now I'm I'm guessing you must have okay, told now, but that not story. Hit, like hit, like just okay. not hit, not like to hurt him, just a boop, like stop talking. <laughs> okay, so. So here's what happened. I bet on the set of Enemy of the State, you told that story to Will Smith, and Will Smith decided oh, to use no. your your no. Will Smith decided to use your example to go take out Chris Rock oh, at the Oscars. Terrible. That's where he got that from, you right? You are terrible. Oh, that I would have such an influence over Will Smith's behavior. No, you are terrible. <laughs> You're not going to hang up, are you? No. No, okay. I'm not. No, but do give me an opportunity to defend myself or, or incriminate myself further because the story goes. So then after I popped Gary in the head, he kept talking. <laughs> he kept talking and he kept smack talking my, you know, the, my familiars. And, and so finally I popped them again. And at this point, the movie star whose house I'm in comes running over and is like, Laura, 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 you really need to come over here and visit with me. You don't need to spend one more minute with that man if he's irritating you. <laughs> and so, so I walked away with the host. And then two weeks later, I get a call saying that I'm auditioning for the Gary Shandling show. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I hoped Did he remember maybe you? he would have forgotten. So I, I go to the audition, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and he comes in, which is, that's not normal. It's not normal for the, you know, executive producer to pop his head into the waiting room full of women auditioning, but 
But he did. He came in, and he, he was coming in from outside, and he popped his head in. He took a look around at all the girls, and then he saw me, and he he rested on me. And he's looking at me, and he's looking at me. And finally I went, yeah, you know me. And he goes, yeah, but why? Where do I know you from? I like, I just saw you recently, right? And I said, yeah. And he's like, where did I see you? And I said, well, you know, at our friend's house. And he's like, oh, you. Yes. And I said, yes, me. And he goes, come and see me in my office after your audition. And I really? thought, well, I don't, I don't know if there's any point to me auditioning now, you know, like if I have to go to the principal's office as soon as I'm auditioning and he's the boss, he owns the show, what is the point of me auditioning? But I went, I did my audition, and then I went afterward to his office, and Elizabeth Perkins was in there, and the two of them just used me like a comedy routine, and I was a good sport, and so I I guess I passed whatever test he was putting me through, and I got the part. All right. Well, you know, that's really cool because... That's supposed to be for later. That's for Anthony. Anyway, so we'll we'll go back to this. So the the cool thing about your your career is all the stuff that you've been in, whether it be the small screen or the big screen. And we have uh, Laura Cayet as our guest here. We got uh, thirty minutes here before she hangs up on us. Before that, but <laughs> what is the main difference in your opinion between doing the small screen and the big screen? Wow, that is funny. You should ask that because my husband and I were just literally talking about that right before I picked up the phone. And that is bizarre. Um, well, what I had just said, the argument I was trying to win, was that uh, that the there is no difference anymore. The line's too paper thin to really delineate because when I started, not only was it different, but the actors were different. You were either a film actor or a TV actor, and you didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of cross-pollination. And everything was different. The prices were different. And, and I will tell you something that was told to me that, that was really made a lot of sense at the time. Um, George Clooney one time was trying to explain to me the difference between a TV actor and a movie actor in the, in the world, like how people treat them. And he said, you know, when you're out running around with your friend Kevin, you know, referring to Kevin Costner, he's like, you know, when you're out running around with Kevin Costner, do people – just walk up to him and just start talking to him like they know him? No. They say, excuse me, may I please, yada, yada, because they had to get dressed, leave their house, get in a car, drive to a movie theater, purchase snacks, and sit in a public venue and watch this person bigger than a bus entertain them for two hours. Whereas for TV because, you know, George started in TV. Um, He says, for TV, you know, people just walk up to me and they're like, oh, hey, George, give me this or do that for me or whatever, because he said they're used to me being in their living room. 
and they're used to being able to see me when they are snacking on food from their fridge and going to the bathroom in their bathroom. And, you know, like they just are used to me in their house. So they treat me like they know me. And so that is, that was a huge difference before. Now, from the actor's point of view, there's, you know, the difference is getting thinner and thinner other than paychecks. And from the audience point of view, the audience in the last three years with COVID, I can't imagine that the point of view is that movies are very different from TV because now things release on both in the same day and you get to choose your venue. That's awesome. We have Laura Collier as our guest here. We had 27 minutes here with Laura, and I still have a lot of stuff to ask you. This will probably get boring for you because you've probably heard these questions <laughs> before or maybe you haven't. I got to ask you because I am a big fan, and I know our fans are saying, "Well, you say that to everybody," but I'll tell you what, I am a big fan. I got to ask you: when you were filming commercials for this company, how many Edmonds cookies did you get to eat when you were doing a commercial for them? The Edmonds cookies commercials. Do you know that they didn't even know that those were considered stoner cookies? <laughs> <laughs> no. I had I to be not. the one to tell them. <laughs> um, no, the, those were those are delicious cookies, and they were America's first soft, you know, soft box cookie. Um, I love those cookies, but we actually didn't eat that many, and that because of the way the commercial was shot, and the the thing that was crazy about that commercial is, is it was with Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi, when she didn't like the way a take was going. She would just like throw food or cuss or do something to make it so that they couldn't use that take. And I was like, "Wow, clever girl! I would never have the ball." <laughs> she did. All right. Well, Laura Collins, that's our guest here. We uh, we're having a little uh, technical. I guess they're not being able to hear us on the uh, webcam, but I can hear you just fine. So I'm going to ask you a few oh, more no. questions. And yeah, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. And if uh, you guys want to chime in again, you can. But one of the other things I want to ask you about, which is kind of cool, and like I said, I am a fan, you were actually the first female actress to ever wear a dress from Project Runway on the red carpet designed by Austin Scarlett. Do you human. still have that? Yeah. I, I no, I didn't own it for a moment. No, he, I, don't, I, I used to be a model, and, and there's, um, things called like trunk shows and things like they, they would bring the same dresses around because we all have the same figure and we would all just model those dresses. <laughs> so this was, this was part of his, um, Austin Scarlett was, uh, in that first season ever and he was in the top four and the only the top three competed in the final episode. However, they didn't tell us until then who was the top three and he was in the top four so he had to make a whole runway show full of clothing, even though he didn't get picked. And so I wore one of the dresses he made for his show. And he and was you didn't ask him if you could keep it? Oh, no, I would never. No, he was that's a like... designer starting out. He was just starting out. He needed all the help he could get. Well, because like, that was like a $2,000 dress or something, wasn't it? Oh, it was stunning. It was 
absolutely it was watermarked silk and it was like the color of my hair and it was I mean it was just beautiful and a matching purse that was shaped like Napoleon's hat it was an incredible dress and it it was very sort of retro um I love Lucy era kind of it was beautiful loved it well it, it was very it was very gorgeous we have uh, Laura Collette as our guest here we're on 89.1 Ken's FM and we got 24 minutes the next thing I want to ask you about in your career is everybody has, you know, you talked about your heroes, uh, Mr. Dreyfus, for instance. Now, is there someone that you haven't worked with yet that you really want to, that you really want to work with? I bet you I, I can probably figure out who it is, but I'll let you tell us who it is, and I'll try and I'll let you know who I thought it was. Wait, so not a director this time? You want an actor this time? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Maggie Smith, and that is my final answer. And that's not who okay. you guessed. <laughs> no, well, that, that's an actress. How about an actor? Oh, I think they're all the same. Um, okay, uh, so this this would be my favorite male actor would be um, that I haven't worked with yet. Hmm. Huh. The only one that I really, really, really wanted to work with, and it almost happened, but then he, he's a dead person now, um, was Marlon Brando. Right. I have, I have a friend who just loves Marlon Brando. He, he does his voices, and he does quotes from the movie Godfather. He's just, he's just entertaining, uh, and I, I believe he's listening now because you're on. Uh, his name is Matt. I didn't say his last name, but... I, you know, I was actually thinking that for you that you'd want to work with either The Rock or Vin Diesel, who's I thought you'd pick. Really? Well, I will tell you, I've met Vin Diesel, and he is very nice, and I would love to work with him. I'm sure that we would have a ton of fun together. And I've never met uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I've never met him, but I actually auditioned for Young Rock and didn't get the part. <laughs> so... So that's why um, the, was, that's why the, that's why the TV show was terrible. That's why the TV <laughs> show is terrible because you're not in it. It's a cute show, but no, I, I auditioned for a part I knew I wouldn't get. I was totally wrong for the part, and a friend of mine got it, so I'm fine with that. So I've got to ask. Uh, I'm going to go back, and I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about slapping anymore. But I want to go back to uh, I'm going to go back to Enemy of the State. Okay. One one of the actors, I don't know if you got to spend any time on set with him or see him at all, but one of the actors in that movie, of course, was Barry Pepper, who is probably most famous for Saving Private Ryan and playing uh-huh. our local hero here, Roger Maris, in the movie 61. Did you get to have a chance to meet him at all? I didn't, but he and I, well, I met him at the premiere. I met everybody at the premiere, but um, I... I knew of him because he and I had the same acting coach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and you kind of, you know, those are like little clicks. Is, you know, the people that have the same coaches kind of know of each other's work and stuff. So I knew of his work. I don't, I don't know if he knows mine, but I knew of his work. And, you know, the interesting thing about that is uh, we, had, uh, we had a guest, Paul Borghese, uh, two months ago now. And he was in 61 as well as Yogi Berra. And I'm pleased to announce that he's working right now to have both of them back on with us around baseball season. So we'll be able to talk to both them about the movie 61. Now, what are you working on now that you can, uh, or maybe you can't talk about it? What, 
what projects are you working on now that you can, or can you give us like a little hint on what you might be doing? Because well, I, I have, have a couple have a, things in post-production, I see. Yeah, um, well, the thing I'm doing right this minute is getting ready to write my next book, um, which is a, it's a fantasy, uh, alternative history, whatever. But it's basically the story of the the children of Eden. And so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, and then I'm also um, directing and producing a documentary film right now. Um, but the projects that I have coming out as an actor, I have um, a movie called Off Ramp, Juggalo Road, which is about, do you know about the insane clown posse? Yes, we do. They used to be in WCW, and they also were in the WWF with the Oddies. We know them really well. Well, they obviously, then you know that their fans are called Juggalos. And right. this movie is set in that oeuvre. It's set, the the main leads are Juggalos. And it's, um, I, I'm just in the very beginning of the movie. The One of the leads is in jail, and I am... His, um, you know, I'm his warden, but I'm I'm his buddy as well. And you find out, you know, that I'm that I'm down with the cause. So, <laughs> um, so, no. so that was a really I enjoyed that movie a lot. I just saw it recently, the the you know our screening of it, and it it turned out really really well. Uh, so I'm very excited about that movie. And um, and then I have some other things that are you know in various stages. I don't know when they're coming out. I don't know, but that off ramp that should be coming out soon. I hope. You know, and you mentioned that you wrote eight books. Yes. Rattle them off for us. Tell us. Uh, tell us your books. So the one that everybody, uh, the one that's most popular, is my acting book called No Small Parts, that's spelled K-N-O-W, No Small Parts, An Actor's Guide to Turning Minutes into Moments and Moments into a Career with Forward by Richard Dreyfuss and endorsements from Kevin Costner and Lou Diamond Phillips and Adam Rifkin and uh, all sorts of other luminaries from my industry. And then um, I have a five-book series of mysteries that are set in New Orleans. They start when the Saints are headed into the Super Bowl and the city is in, you know, full rebirth mode. Um, and they um, go through until we host the Super Bowl. But they're basically adult Nancy Drew type books insofar as they're mysteries, not murders. And the um, amateur sleuth is somebody who will take you behind the scenes in the acting world and take you on sets and all that sort of thing. So it was a way of combining my love of New Orleans, my career insider information, and my love of a good mystery. Well, you know, here's what I'm going to ask you. And I know fans will probably get bored for us talking about it, but we're oh, going to talk about it because we want to. Them, but there's more. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, 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 want, to, we want to promote uh, our, uh, our part. Matthias and I have been given a role in the movie by Rod Smith. Uh, he has a trilogy called The Legacy. Part three is out right now, and you can find that on Tubi, and you can also find it on Apple TV and a bunch of other streaming platforms. Matthias and I have been given a role in the first movie of the prequel. There, there's, three, there's three films in this movie. 
the reason why I'm telling you this, would you be willing to autograph a copy of that book, uh, No Small Parts, An Actor's Guide to Turning Minutes into Moments, to each of us so we can get some tips on how we should act on set? Oh, sure. And I will read it cover to cover without stopping, I promise. Sure. Now, you just send me a reminder because now we're, now we're giving me a lot of homework that I have to remember later. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you did give me your phone number, and I know our fans are like, why would you give me your phone number? But you did, and I, I – and I, I, I'll – you know, I, I promise after, after I get the autographs, I'll stop calling unless I need some advice. My wife has a favorite book of yours, Lemonade really? Farm. Yes. Oh, really? Wow, yes. that warms my heart. And wow, unfortunately, she, unfortunately, she lost her copy of the book, but that's her favorite book of yours. That's why I asked. If, I, that's why I wanted to save it because that's my wife's favorite book of yours, and unfortunately, she lost her book. But I'll, well, I'm going to try and that, find try and find a copy for her and get it back to her. Very meaningful to me. I'm so glad that it's meaningful to her. That book took me 20 years to write. And it was a labor of love. It was a story that I knew I would write since I was 12 years old. And I, I just, I, I love that story. I love those people. I, I mean, I just, uh, I'm so glad that it means something to her because it meant a lot to me. Well, here's what I'm willing to do because I, I don't want to have you give away everything for free. But do you have an extra copy? I'll buy it from you. Sure. Awesome. So now we we talked about off ramp. Now there's also another thing. Now we do get most of our information from imdb.com. So yell at them if it's wrong. But there's another movie that says that you're in called Thank You Neck. What is it about someone that doesn't have a neck? No, I just shot that. That is a short film by a student. I I taught a couple of semesters of graduate school at uh, UNO University of New Orleans, which has a terrific film department. And like really, really good. And their um, percentage of, of people who go on to work out of their graduates is like 65% or something astronomical. It's crazy how many of them get work right away out of the industry. I mean, out of college. And so I taught a graduate class there a couple times. And this is a student from that program who wanted to tell a story about having dealt with thyroid cancer. And it was, yeah, and it was about, uh, I played the yoga master who was helping her, helping the character based on her to come to a place of peace. But, uh, but yeah, there's, um, it, it was about thanking your body for being there for you, you know? And so since it was her thyroid, she was, thank you, Nick. That's awesome. Uh, Matthias, you, you have, you have another question? Go ahead. No, I've, I've, um. I've just been listening in. I'm just, it's an interesting story and to hear about all these films and stuff like that. So I've just been kind of listening in. Well, you know, I don't want to take all your guys' all your guys' time if you got questions, but uh, we have uh, we have Laura here and uh, we have 12 minutes left. And you're 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 awesome, Laura. I, you know, like I say, I, oh, I stopped you. drooling over. I stopped drooling over myself, but I'm still honored to be able to talk to you. I guess if she wants to be my valet for a wrestling event, she's more than welcome. I guess that could be my next question. <laughs> Well, y'all are going to keep me working, huh? 
Well, I, I'll tell you what, that would be cool if you would. One, one film that uh, is, is kind of a short film, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. And <laughs> it, it, it kind of kind of coincides with COVID a little bit. Let me, where you were the, let's see, it was, I believe it's called Inter, Intermission, and you played the toilet paper lady, which w- was perfect during COVID, but what, uh, Tell us about tell us about that. Well, that was actually because many things in my life. I when people ask me how, why did that happen or how did that happen, the answer is Quentin. Uh, Quentin Tarantino um, had read a script that I had written and had a big talk with me. He had a big, you know, he sat me down and gave me a big talking to about how I was going to need to direct that script, and I said. Um, it was called Lone Star Trixie. And I said, you know, I've always prided myself on being the only actor who doesn't want to direct. And he said, yeah, 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 that's cute. But anyway, you're going to need to learn how to direct so you can direct this movie. So I thought, well, I have never even thought of it, so I guess I better give myself a pretty big education pretty quickly. And so I called a bunch of people for mentorship. And then I put together, with the help of a lot of my fancy friends, this short film. And I um, directed and wrote this movie that starred Joanna Cassidy, a short film that starred Joanna Cassidy and Danica McKellar and Julie Brown and 60 women. (laughs) So uh, it all takes place in a bathroom during the intermission (laughs) of a show. Yeah, it's all in a women's restroom during the intermission of a show. And the whole, it's called intermission and it takes place in a restroom. The word intermission means rest. And yet every, there's three vignettes and every vignette you're getting the idea that, that when people make time for rest, they just fill it up with a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, I got to ask you, and I know uh, Granny will love this question. What was it like being on the set with Sonny Crockett? With who? With Sonny oh, Crockett and Nash with Bridges. With Don Johnson. With Don Johnson. Um, you know, and Cheech I, Marin? I, I spent no time with Don Johnson when I did Nash Bridges. And when I did Django, we had no scenes together, and yet I did get to have dinner with him and meet him again at the premiere. I mean, so I, I worked with him a lot more on Django when we had no scenes together than I did on Nash Bridges where he was the producer and, you know, my boss and all that, I, I, he, he chose me, but I'd never met him back then. I'd met him at a party, um, I don't know, years before or years after, but I had met him. You didn't hit him, did you? You didn't hit him, did you? No, but he, but he hit on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And you know what? It was at that same house. It was at that same house. (laughs) That house. So uh, the house where I met Gary. I guess at this address, the hits keep on coming, do they? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Laura Carrier is our no, guest here. We got nine minutes here. So we can do this here. So before we can do this, before we run out of time here, and then we'll I'll ask you a couple more questions. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Uh, I love Icon website. What do you got? 
I have a website where you can find links to almost everything else uh, at lauracaluet.com. And then there you'll find links to my Twitter, my Facebook, my YouTube, my Pinterest. And actually, I mentioned Pinterest only because I, combi- I have a page, a Pinterest page for each of my novels. So, like, for example, if your wife wanted to see some of the visuals that I was stimulated by when I'm writing Lemonade Farm, she can go to that Pinterest page and see all the, you know, visuals or soundtracks. You know, I, I do soundtracks for all of my books. I mean, I, I go pretty elaborately into sort of movie-fying my books by giving you visuals and, and soundtracks. <laughs> you know, my aunt is a big fan of Friends. You mentioned Friends. She's listening right now. I had no idea she was. She wants to know, did you ever get to meet David Schwimmer, her hero? Well, yeah, I was his date. Um, we The episode I was on was the first date that he goes on after the breakup with the Rachel character. So, you know, Ross and Rachel were a, an item, and then they broke up, and she went on a date with Ben Stiller, and Ross went on a date with me. And That's awesome. That was the, yeah. Yes, and he was really easy to work with. He really was. He was a delight. David Schwimmer, terrific guy. And I also know that you know another hero of ours, or at least mine, I know you know Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Is he really a crazy Johnny, person? I'm just going to say, look, I I enjoy him and that he has moments of great calm. Um, but I will confess that the very first thing he did when he met me was, I mean, you know, like, I'm friends with the producers and stuff, and he, he, I guess, didn't figure out not to misbehave in front of me. He met me during work, and the very first thing he did was offer me moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought he would say, uh, I'll tell you what, if uh, if I can uh, jump off this stage into the third seat of the theaters, you have to drink this stuff, right? (laughs) No, no, but in fairness, we were in Tennessee, and so I think when you're Johnny Knoxville and you're in Tennessee, all the rules go out the window, right? <laughs> right. So you you have done so many things, and you're going to do so many things, but I know we have a, a fan that uh, loved you in a movie that actually, I don't want to bore you, bore you with the story, but I'm going to tell you anyway because you haven't heard it. One of the big movies that came out when I was working at a local video store called Blockbuster, there was a movie that I that I first uh, I remember seeing you in, Grindhouse. What was what was working in what was working in that movie like? Okay, see now I wasn't in Grindhouse. I was actually producing another movie with Quentin while they were doing but I went to the premiere because we were making Quentin and I were producing Hellride this biker movie with Michael Madsen and David Carradine and Dennis Hopper. And we were doing that during the premiere of Grindhouse. So I went to the premiere of Grindhouse and because I wore another dress that, by the way, the guy who designed that dress ended up on Project Runway (laughs) like a month later. But that dress ended up going viral at the dawn of the whole word viral, like when viral wasn't a thing yet, that dress went vi- well. Me in the dress went viral, and so everybody thinks I'm in that movie, and I'm not in that movie. 
Well, you know, I, I remember the dress. Uh, now, don't dislike me for asking this, but did you worry about any malfunctions wearing that particular dress? I will say that one reason that I wore that dress and one reason I was pretty excited about that designer is because that dress looks like tissue held together with chains. And it, it does. was actually, yes, and it was actually uh, pretty, pretty well constructed uh, in a way that I did not feel particularly vulnerable. That said, after the movie, when it was time to go dancing at the after party, I did change so that I would be able to move around and not worry. <laughs> I wore well, you know what I, dresses, but yeah. What, what, what I remember most about that dress is not only the fabric, but the collar that you wore. Yeah, well, that's part of the dress. That neck piece right. is part of the dress yes. with that fur and the feathers. Unbelievable. I loved it. I felt like a like an African queen or something. I felt so, I just thought it was the most mighty dress. I loved it. Lori, Lori Collier is our guest here. Unfortunately, we got uh, only three minutes left. I wish it were three more years. But hopefully you'd be willing to come back on the show again. I'll understand if you don't want to, you'll never return my phone well, calls sure. again. Like sure. Most female <laughs> guests do. But when you, when you put out your next book, we would like to help you promote that. We'd like to have you come back on and promote that when you're great. Well, and, and let me throw out, since we did get through all the books except one, the last book I wrote, the one I just finished, is, is called Writing Unblocked, how I went from writing one book in 20 years to five books in four years. Because, I mean, I had to share that. Once I figured out the trick, I was like, i got to share this with people. So that was the last book I wrote. And I'm using awesome. that process to write this next thing, so... Well, you know, I guess I can't tell – well, I, I, you probably already know, but I cannot tell you how much I appreciate, we all do, that you came to talk to us in the great city of Fargo, North Dakota, here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And I honor your friendship, and you are just wonderful, and I know that Granny feels the same way, and Matthias as well. Well, I truly right, appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Well, you are you are super cool. And I will send you the information uh, to send some autographs, whatever you can do for us and our fans. And I will read that book from cover to cover before we're, – we're, I guess we're going to start filming in May. And oh, wow. After I, after, I read the, after I read the book, maybe I can call you, and I'll understand if you don't answer the phone, but maybe I can call you and I can ask you <laughs> for some uh, one-on-one advice because – you you seem to you you've done it all the big screen the small screen you've done everything I've ever wanted to do except well except wear um, a dress but other than that <laughs> you've done just about everything I've uh, I've ever wanted to do so you are awesome and we thank you very very much. I don't know though some of the dresses I've worn have been pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome and I want to thank you so much and uh, we will definitely have you on again and. We we have about 30 seconds. Anything you can say to you, uh, one last thing you can say to your fans out here uh, before you depart? Well, I just went back to the movies, and I was thrilled to be back in a movie theater. So I hope everybody goes back to the movies and enjoys what it is we're doing out here, trying to make entertainment for everybody. And thank you so much for your time and for your audience's attention. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura. You are awesome. We will have you on again. Thank you.
Okay. Awesome. That was Laura Collette, ladies and gentlemen, and that was just wonderful. And if I could bring up what we need to do next. Oh, man, I got the wrong mouse. I always seem to do that. So, hey, Matthias, what, what do you what do you think? What do you think of that guess? That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Like I said, it's always interesting just to hear about people's careers and the people they got to work with and stuff like that. So it was it was interesting. And Granny, I know you had some fun with that. Yeah, I did. You know what's interesting here about our show on eighty nine point one Ken's FM is the diversity of guests that we have. And Matthias, I think you said it best that with with this show you get to talk to people that you probably never ever get to meet or talk to ever you know well yeah like i said it's 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 always <clears throat> like like i never thought i'd be able to talk to uh nancy and ritter from scream or for the i mean and i and i will never forgive you for this when you confused michael myers's sister from halloween and you said it was his mom I was I was could not believe that got mixed up, but like I said, I never thought I'd be able to talk to Michael Myers' sister from Halloween or Nancy Ann Ritter from Scream or anybody like that. Like it was it's been quite an adventure. And I'm hoping maybe one day if we can ever get this woman on, she is literally my horror movie final girl dream in Nev Campbell from the Scream series, if I, if I could ever talk to her, like, that would be an absolute dream. Well, it's, I'll let you know it's already in the works. But the thing, the thing about the mixing up with the mother and the sister, that was kind of semi-planned because every interview that she's had, they've always mixed that up. So I figured I would just throw it out there, and she knew exactly where I was going when I said that. That's why she... Uh, that's why, that's she, why she stayed on with us. Well, no, that's why she didn't correct me right away. She's like, you, you know, she had that, you know, she had that demeanor like you, you told me you weren't going to do that. Well, I couldn't resist, but that was that was all planned because everybody does that to her, and I was I wasn't going to go there, but I couldn't <laughs> resist. You know? Yeah, like like I said, it was it was it was a complete shock. Like she is one of the best deaths in horror movie history by one of the world's greatest serial killers in horror films. I was just like, wow, like I never thought I'd be able to talk to her about anything or or anybody for that matter. And the people I've been able to talk to, like I said, promoters from other business uh, promotions or people in horror films that have been featured or whatever the case may be, I've been able to talk to a lot of cool people. Like, like you know, I wish I could have been able to talk to, like, Wes Craven, rest in peace, or, you know, if I ever get to talk to, like, Robert England from, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street or wherever, like, you get to live your dreams. Well, I'll tell you what, with that being said, we'll be back next week. we got a, another director on that we're going to try and get a role with, and I think that's in the book. So until next week, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Be safe, love each other, care for each other, and we will see you all here next week at the same time, same channel, 89.1 Ken's FM. Be safe until then. We'll see you. You think you know me?
Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. The Joe Irby Law Firm is a proud sponsor of 89.1 Ken's FM. We're located at 403 Center Avenue, Suite 409 in Moorhead, Minnesota. We focus on business startups, business litigation, criminal defense, family matters, and contract writing and review. More information is available by calling 1-866-933-4544 or on the website at joeirbylaw.com.